Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. It's January, it's cold, it's damp, it's a Monday, so we thought... We should talk about mortgages. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it's all change in the mortgage world. And let's face it, these things are important. But mortgages can be confusing and stressful. Unless you're Martina Hennessy from Doddle.ie, who actually loves them. So we've asked Martina to come in and explain what's changing, what you need to do and not to do. How are you, Martina? Hi, Dermot. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Thanks for dropping in. Many happy returns. Uh, okay, so there, there are a few changes happening. Should people be rushing out to do X, Y, Z or... First of all, tell us what is happening and then maybe tell us what we need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. So last October, the Central Bank reviewed their mortgage lending rules. So the Central Bank effectively have rules in place mm. that cap how much a bank can lend to an individual. So they changed those rules. They did a big review for a year looking at how fit for purpose those rules were in the current lending environment and the current housing environment. And they changed their rules for first-time buyers, movers and switchers. They're allowing first-time buyers borrow more so they can borrow up to three and a half times. They used to be able to borrow up to three and a half times. Now they can borrow four times their allowable income. Mm. Their rules for second time buyers changed where they used to be able to borrow 80% of the value of the property. So they had to have a 20% deposit. That's gone to just 10% now. So 90% loan to value. And for somebody who has an existing mortgage and wants to take an equity release to do home improvements, they're now treated under the first time buyer rules. So they can borrow four times their income multiple and up to 90% finance. And did those rules that have been changed, did the previous incarnation of those rules come in to protect us after the lending bonanza of the early noughties when you walked down the road and some fellow went hey want a mortgage and a smoothie and you were like yeah great um, absolutely so, so they were they were I suppose a little bit conservative for good reason but now as you said the market has changed a little bit yeah no so absolutely so they, they were brought in in 2015 to build resilience in the market both mm. for borrowers and for banks okay because the, the big shock that happened the banks kind of went hey we need to the central bank who regulates the banks need, need to look and say, well, what now should we do? Yeah. And looking in 2023, 2022, they spent the whole year saying, okay, well, what, what should we do? They interviewed, you know, consumers, stakeholders. They did the biggest body of research they've done. So they didn't change these rules lightly. No. So, and they are conservative. The Central Bank of Ireland is conservative mm. in how they, how they, you know, the rules that they apply. And these rules are a cap. In looking at what the lenders will lend, it comes down to their own lending rules as well. But these are a cap. You so can't you can't go above these, but your bank can still decide that you don't qualify for the. So if you're listening this morning, say you're a first time buyer and you go, oh, great, four times a guarantee. No, you still, it depends on your circumstances with the bank. Yeah, and it's not a guarantee. You still have to pass the, the lender's own stress test and they look at their own underwriting criteria. Sure. And as interest rates increase, it becomes more difficult to borrow because the banks apply a 2% stress test. So they say, well, what if interest rates go up by 2%? Mm. will you still be able to afford this mortgage? So the banks will do their own underwriting criteria, their own stress tests, and they look at their own credit risk policy. So it doesn't mean you automatically get for four times income, but also there are exceptions available. So where it's deemed affordable for you to borrow more than four times income, banks can apply an exception to the okay. central bank policy and up to 20% of their book of business. So 20% of each mortgage. Okay. You say, Martina, do your research or it will cost you. What do you mean by that? So I suppose rates have changed significantly in the last year like we've mm. all heard you know rates have gone up gone up and they continue to go up and they will continue to go up in 2023 so the big point being 
there are still some really great rates out there, but you have to know where to look. You have to look harder for them. Mm. So, you know, we're coming out of a cycle of low interest rates and rates have gone higher. And taking a really standard rate that a lot of our first time buyers in particular would go for is a five year fixed rate. Mm. The difference between the lowest and the highest five year fixed rate, and just taking not, not a green rate, actually, the lowest fixed rate is 2.15, but the lowest five year fixed rate, say, versus the highest five year fixed rate, there's a difference of over 3%, of 3.05%. So if you look at that and the difference that could make in terms of the average mortgage that was drawn down in last year, 292,000. Mm-hmm. The difference, if you choose that wrong rate, the higher rate, is 513 euros a month a in month. the difference on 292,000. Yeah, and that's 30,000 in five years. In five years, 30,000 euro, you can make the decision just for not doing your research, you could end up in the wrong exactly. scenario. And it's so important. And even though we've less lenders in Ireland right now, if you're not willing to do the research, you have to speak to an expert or a broker yeah. to, to get to get the right advice because they're, it's harder to find those good rates now, but they're still there. I, I did have a conversation with my mother about mortgage lending rates on Friday. These are the things we do when we're out for a cup of coffee. Uh, but she was laughing at me giving out about the rising uh, interest rates and said when she bar- bought borrowed her mortgage to buy her first house. Interest rates were 17%. Oh, the parents like bringing out that one. Yeah, I've heard 17%. that. 17%. <laughs> I mean, like, we're giving out. I mean, I'm not, look, obviously every generation lives in a different economic time, but I mean, you know, 2%, 3%, 4% versus 17%. It's like, okay. Mm, the houses sure. were cheaper, though. They were. There's no, there's a lot of other <laughs> things to take into yeah. consideration, for sure. Uh, some no-nos before people get their mortgage. So these may be things that we overlook in terms of our own sort of month finances, but they could actually have an impact on how much of a loan you get or whether you get one at all. Yeah, so a big element in terms of mortgage lending, like there's kind of three pillars. There's your income. It has to be sustainable. You have to be in permanent rule or, you know, have, mm. have some sustainability of your income, your deposit. And then the third element is repayment capacity. So this is the one that we'd find a lot of people will fall down on. So they kind of go, oh, I've saved my deposit now. I'm going to go on that last, you know, big holiday or last blowout before I settle down. And they don't continue their consistent savings before they make the mortgage application. And what a lender looks at or what a bank looks at is they look at the six months immediately preceding application, that tiny window. Mm. And they say, how can you show that you can afford to repay the proposed mortgage? So they'll say, you know, what are you paying in rent? What have you saved? And what, you know, if you have a loan that's discontinuing, that can all be used to service the proposed mortgage. So it's really important in terms of repayment capacity to save consistently, to make sure in that six months that you're showing repayment capacity. Mm. Just because you have your deposit doesn't mean that the bank will lend to you unless you can show that you can repay the proposed mortgage. That's a big one. Just changing job, even if it's a really good job, maybe you're moving into a better job than you had if that happens say within the previous year to getting your mortgage application in does that affect you? Well what the lenders are looking at if you're changing role is the probationary period so most people if they're changing role they'll tend to be if they're mm. going PAYE into a permanent role and um, so that's fine but there's all, there's in most contracts a six month probationary period so the lenders don't like to allow you to draw down a mortgage while in probation because you could be let go or yeah. things can change okay. so that comes back to kind of the sustainability of income piece that you need to show that you're in secure employment to service the proposed mortgage Couple of texts in for you Hi Martina have the exemptions increased by 0.5 of the income like a the regular rules. I met a broker over Christmas, he was unclear and said the banks are unclear on their rules. Is that what you were saying earlier on, that the central bank has said up 0.5 as in four times your income, 
but it's individual banks and in your individual case that they make a call yeah, on. Yeah, so what we're seeing at the moment is all lenders are lending at the four times income level provided you're eligible for that. And they're still operating on their prior exemption rules, right? So you could borrow up to 4.75 times your allowable income with, you know, one particular bank and, you know, other banks might go to 4.25 as a max. So the, the lenders actually haven't given out their new underwriting policy, their new calculators. So they're kind of teasing out what the demand will be like, especially in the first quarter this year because it was slow last year. Every uh, bank offers different amounts because they all take different allowable income. So if you look at it, your gross basic income, your overtime, your bonus, if you have shift allowance, you know, car allowance, whatever, not every lender will take the full amount of that. So lenders offer different amounts even under the four times limit. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, a lot of questions are coming in about tracker mortgages. Uh, Dermot and Dave, please <laughs> ask Martina uh, what your advice would be for someone on a tracker mortgage with 20 years left. Should you come off it or hold tight? Someone else, would you recommend, recommend coming off a tracker? A lot of tracker questions. Yeah, a tricky one and I have tracker myself so like if you're if you're looking at it you're looking at what your margin to the ECB rate is what term you've left in your mortgage and what rate you could really get on market if you have a tracker you probably well, you'd be out of the height of the market because they exited 2008 <laughs> yeah. but you probably have a stronger loan to value now so it depends on what rates you are what circumstances you have if you're somebody who wants to have security over payments like we know that the ECB base rate went up by two and a half percent in the last five months it's due to go up again the the European policy monetary policy meetings are in February and in March again they could go up by half percent right. by one percent right. so it is a time where people are kind of saying is it worthwhile what is your margin some people will have moved up, moved home and you know taken a tracker mover mortgage and they've one percent plus their base rate so it depends it's really difficult to say a blanket you know you know it definitely move off your tracker but I suppose it's certainly worth consideration depending on the term you've left in your mortgage the amount in your mortgage and your your margin to the ECB and, rate and how do you calculate in a kind of a very basic way what a, an ECB rate increase would mean to a tracker? Is there, is there yeah. a formula? Yeah, so I suppose if you take for every 100,000, you know, if you if the base rate increased by by a half percent, um, you would be repaid 30 euros more per month. So if your mortgage was 300,000, you'd repay 90 euros more per month. So those letters, if you're a tracker mortgage holder, you're getting them hard and fast at the moment. I know <laughs> yeah. I am. And you can see that, you know, the bank will notify you within 30 days of what your rate increase is. But just kind of bear that Do in that mind. Maths. Yeah, yeah, it's 30 yeah, yeah. euros for every half on every 100,000. Is there anything to be said for just holding tight for a few months and just see if things level out a bit? On trackers, I would think, you know, there's certainly merit in that. That's, trackers have always been such a valuable product. So it's, you know, you have to think, really think strongly about relinquishing your tracker. It's mm. one of those things where, you know, we expect that rates will continue to increase this year. And then it's very difficult because the ECB have said that they will continue to increase rates until they get inflation to a statutory level. But we all know if you have a long term of 20 years, as, as per that, a listener, on your mortgage, you know, there's ebbs and flows. If you can sustain the, the increases and you can mm. ride out ride out a little bit, you know, the, the value will come back to trackers. Your, your margin is based on what the ECB do as opposed to what the Irish banks do. Mm. And that has always been a better, I, I suppose, position to be in. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, Martina, we could talk all day, but thank you so much for clearing that all up. First, that's Martina Hennessy from doddle.ie, uh, D-O-D-D-L dot I-E is the website. Thanks for coming in as always. Thank you. Good thank to you see both. you. Thanks, Martina. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today